0: Get to the point now when I get to church I want to ask somebody Did you mess up before you got saved? So they can say yes I say you're the one I want to sit with but I know you're going to praise the Lord I don't want to sit with no dude with his shoes He feels like I don't need to lift him up
1: tonight. I already know But
0: while well, you sitting there Like you're dead or something you got your praise on him You ought to be bumping Jumping Shouting and running On your feet for the second time Man, miss me with that attitude Want me to be true cool, but I ain't cause I can't. Cause it's the only knows what he done for me. The things I used to be, how I used to be. I can't lie. I got to tell. Play a play. It's your host, Mr. Lamont Patterson, along with my co-host, Dr. Matthew Anderson. Thought we'd start off the show a little bit with praise, Master G, giving it up to Big Boy upstairs, because you know we feel like he made it possible for us to have this day. Hey, hey, Dr. Matt, you in the building?
2: Yes, I am, sir. I'm right here, right by your side, ready to go.
0: All right, all right. Let's How do you doing today? Yeah, <laughs> I'm doing great, man. I'm fantastic. Yeah. I've been I've been busy all week, man, trying to um let me see what I've been doing. Oh, man, making movies, man.
2: That's what I heard, man. I heard you like you getting out there, you are doing your thing. You you like everywhere they're filming you. When do I get to see you?
0: I don't know. I guess uh um they do have this new invention called TVs this, nowadays, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you plug you them plug in and whooey, wee man, there's an image all of a sudden It's a picture
2: <laughs>
0: Hey, let's stop acting silly, man Let's get what I guess Who we got today?
2: We got Cindy Sharp Cindy, are you with us?
0: Oh, I am here,
3: alive and well And I'm looking Wonderful. forward to spending time with both you boys
2: Wonderful Glad to have you, Cindy Cindy, I'm going to hey, introduce hey. you and then Go ahead
3: I
0: just—I was just going to say thank you, Cindy, for joining us. Oh, good. Well, thank
3: you so much, Lamont. I'm so happy to join you and meet you.
0: Oh, great, great. Okay, Matthew.
2: Lamont, can I introduce Cindy now?
0: I said okay, Matthew.
2: <laughs> okay, so Cindy Sharp is a quirky, rule-breaker, change-maker, and a light to all who know her. Her moving stories of being born with a rare birth defect, wealthy at times, abused, homeless at 17, on occasion very rebellious, and eventually self-loved. She shines a bright light in a fun-filled, loving way in all of her talks, and she loves to sprinkle her stories in her teachings. One thing she learned along the way was that never giving up, moving forward, and laughing was the journey to find herself spirit and her true calling healing businesses. Cindy spent 20 years experience in the corporate world as a successful coach and trainer and she is author, speaker, radio host, yoga leader and spiritual business coach and I can give some personal testimony to Cindy's expertise after I was on her show not too many weeks ago she took a look at my bio that I send out for promoting my best-selling book and made some changes and made some really wonderful suggestions for me. And I think it really created a whole different kind of effective bio. So I am appreciative to you, Cindy, for that. And I'm also glad to have you here tonight.
3: Well, thank you so much, Matt. First off, let me just say that I feel blessed to not only to be here with both you gentlemen and I also want to say that I thank you very much for sh- sharing that about me. And it was fun to help you on your bio. So I enjoyed that. It was my gift.
2: Well, you came up with next. some good, I'm really next. good ideas. i next. He's next. I'm next. He, this, this guy I'm needs next. some help, Cindy. You're going to have to talk to him. I'm next. <laughs> He's next. He's
0: <laughs> next.
3: <laughs> hey there, kiddo. How can I help you?
0: Well, you know they say a closed mouth don't get fed, so that's why I just said, "I'm next, I'm next." <laughs> I'm learning to, I'm learning to speak up, Cindy. I'm le- I'm oh, learning to address, i am I'm, le- I'm learning to
3: address my fears. Oh, I, I can tell that it's a very big struggle for you.
2: It is. He works on it really hard. He's shot, right? Actually, he is shy, Cindy, but you, you ask him two personal questions, he'll disappear for a while. We won't hear from him. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, he'll go away. Cindy, you're going to talk about something called a love drop. I thought that that was a really interesting uh, phrase. Could you tell us a little bit about what is a love drop?
3: Absolutely, absolutely. And you know what I love to do is I love to kind of tell a little story. And so, you know, before we, you know, on our parachute and jump into this amazing human experience if you can kind of imagine yourself in a line and as if, you know as far as you can see in front of you there are others jumping into this experience and as far as you can see behind you there are people jumping into this experience they all got their parachute on they're ready to go and they're and if you're looking for, forward you can see that you know each Person is getting a drop or each soul, whatever it is that that resonates with you, is getting a little drop, a little elixir of the most beautiful spices and beautiful, gorgeous brew that makes you the you that you are. And as you pull that string and jump into this experience, we often forget and become Uh, unattached. It's kind of like we jump into this kind of gray fog and we forget that beautiful love drop that was dropped on us that makes us the being that we are that is here to spread some sort of gift, some sort of love. And uh, what I like to do is help people find their love drop, open up their heart and spread their gift.
2: Oh, interesting. So how how do we go about uh, locating this this particular thing.
3: Boy, that is the uh, the loving loaded question, Matt. And here's the thing: is that everybody has a different um, path to getting to that love drop. For me to find my own personal love drop, the path was pretty rocky and pretty curvy. Some people will walk kind of straight towards it in a little bit of a more easier way. But it's about honoring that path and knowing that you are here for something special and that you do have this love drop or you do have this beautiful gift.
2: Mm. Well, Cindy, you said you said in your bio that you, you sent us, you mentioned a rare birth defect, and I, I'm hoping that you're okay about talking about that a little bit.
3: Oh, I would, I'd love to share about it. Um, I actually have a foundation called Pollen Syndrome Awareness, and my birth defect is called Pollen Syndrome. Uh, it's called Poland Syndrome Awareness because I try to get the word out as much as I can because it's a very rare birth defect. And so with this birth defect, you were born with a limb difference. In my case, that uh, came out as a One of my hands is smaller than the other, as well as uh, the the, um, fingers were all, um, oh gosh, what was the best way? They were webbed together, and so I had to have Mm. many operations to get that fixed. But the thing that's the most biggest struggle for a female um, and men alike is the fact that you are born with what would be called a congenital radical mastectomy or blatantly one breast. And so you can imagine being a woman in this world that is becoming a woman, especially as a teenager and so on and so forth, and a young adult. You know, there was many struggles around this self-acceptance self, self acceptance mm. and uh, finding my own self-love, which is where this work of finding your love drop came from.
2: Interesting. I, I really appreciate you willing to share this because I know – Especially when you were younger, that must have been an excruciatingly difficult thing to deal with, particularly given how children and teenagers feel about how people see them and how they they define themselves based on that. And it sounds like in addition to that, it says that you were homeless at 17.
3: You know, I definitely had a very interesting upbringing. And so I was born with this birth defect. At the age of four, uh, my parents no longer could take care of me because they had addiction problems. And I went to a children's receiving home with Mm. some blessings from the universe. My grandmother picked me up. Um, at the age of 17, unfortunately, my grandmother passed away, and I was, went from, you know, living kind of a life of leisure and being taken care of by a loving grandma to living on the streets. Um, if I take, you know, if we kind of take that and all put it in, you know, one bucket, it, it, it was a pretty uh, shattered being that I was. And I made a lot of mistakes. I was very rebellious, and I felt very unlovable and very unworthy. And it took some time to peel back the layers and find who I am. And uh, fortunately, fortunately, I'm, I, I do not in any which way, shape, or form at this time in my life feel anything, but I'm, I feel that that part of my life was a blessing because it made me who I am today at the same mm-hmm. time. At the time yeah. that I was in it, it was very painful, very shattering, and very heartbreaking.
2: I'm certain. Tell me, how did yeah. you get to being what you called, I like that, I like that phrase, and eventually self-loved? How did you move to that?
3: Well, it's one of the reasons that I help people find their love drop, and, and here's the reason why. It's because once I was able, and, and you know, some people... Again, you know, it's a little bit of an easier path. My path was not an easy path. I didn't jump out of the closet, as I like to say it, until I was 45. And um, I'm a little older than that now. (laughs) And uh, what I I mean by that is I couldn't stand on the rooftop and say, oh, my gosh, I was born with this birth defect. I was different. I went through these struggles. I went through this pain. I always tried to hide it, thinking that if people knew anything about it, that they wouldn't love me or they wouldn't accept me. And it Mm -hmm. was through um, much work and much love and much uh, prayer that I uh, found my own self-love. And through finding my own self-love, was able to, you know, pull the closet doors back, jump out and say, hey, here's who I am. And what I found um, is that by sharing who I am, I'm able to create a sacred space for people Mm -hmm. that can share who they are.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's powerful because it seems to me from people that I work with over the years that Just about everybody feels they have something they're ashamed of or need to hide or don't want to deal with or afraid that other people find out about it. They won't love them or appreciate them or support them. Yours was pretty dramatic, so I'm guessing that that really required that you do some very intense work to to get through that. It sounds like
3: you're over 45 now. I'm just a few days over 45. Yes. (laughs) Sound like
0: definitely sound like she's a very very strong woman, and I could understand. Well, I can't understand, but I could hear, you know, through her her um, journey how she could get the strength that she has now, especially you know dealing with society that that we live in. I mean, you know, they're kind of not very nice. Basically, children growing up To me, they're the worst
3: Yes, yes I definitely went through bullying And name calling And you know all those things But I will share this with you There's not one person in society Or one person that bullied me Or one person that called me a name That said anything worse to me Than I said to myself And mm-hmm. that is where the big shift came Which well. was changing How I spoke to myself
2: That's a very good point. Well, tell me, if if there's somebody listening today, in addition to uh, the two of us who are listening to you, who, of course, could benefit from this too, but if someone's listening to you today and feels, wow, you know, I'm really hard on myself, I talk really rough to myself, do you have suggestions about how people can deal with that?
3: I think the first thing and the most important thing is to be observant of that toughness Mm -hmm. and observant of those thoughts and not to judge them because we're already judging ourselves. And when we start judging the way that we treat ourselves and we start judging the way that we speak to ourselves, it's just one judgment. It's like a layered cake, right? It's one judgment on another judgment on another judgment so it's just starting to observe them in a loving way. And maybe ask a question. And it's the simplest question, the simplest question possibly, and that is, is it really true? And when you get down to your heart, you'll usually find it's not true. It's just what you're sharing with yourself that is some old makeup that you used to wear that you no longer have to wear anymore. Mm-hmm.
2: What do you what What did you do, or, or what do you do with um, with the outside noise? Where people would, you know, treat you differently. I mean, it, it, people are really kind of amazing about how they will message of judgment towards us. I mean, it, it, if we are paying attention, we can see it come in a lot of different directions. So. Um, I don't know if I asked that question very clearly, but what do you do about people? Do you get this kind of thing now? I mean, at this point, do you find that that people have judgments about you that are difficult, or have you you gotten yourself to the place where that's just not in your space very much?
3: You know, that's such a great question, because I think we all do this, and you don't have to be born with a birth defect. You don't have to be born with a shattered life story. But a lot of times people will maybe look at you or maybe say something to you, and in your own makeup, your own mind, your own, um, you know, uh, ego, we'll call it, you know, come up with what did that mean, right? And uh, what I found is that whenever I came from the energy of, you know, there must be, they must be looking at something that's wrong with me, or they must be seeing something that's wrong with me, then of course that's how I, you know, took it and it, and it, it, and it was hurtful and um, made me feel unloving. Uh, but now I come from a totally different space. And I come from the space of how can I help this person and educate this person? So I often just start with talking to them and asking them some, you know, wonderful, loving questions and maybe educating them about myself And my birth defect, because I do get stares, it's just a normal human response. And I just, I just now share. And the more that I share, the more that I spread love. And the interesting thing is the more I find that people are more loving and accepting than I ever would have thought when I was younger.
2: Well, that's good to find that. That's good to find that. Well, you said uh, a, a wonderful, loving question. Yes. Is that. So, I got like three more questions are running through my head all at the same time. Um, let me jump over. Let me jump back to Love Drop for a second, if that's okay. Um, please, please. My favorite poet Rumi has a wonderful paragraph somewhere in one of one of the books, and. He talks about how he he says that everybody has a purpose in this life, and we we come in this life to to live that and If we miss it, we might do all kinds of other things, but we it's like we almost wasted our time here, and our task is to i think he says really use our relationship with God to get connected to that. That purpose, and use the gifts that we have for it, and i 'm thinking from what you said about love drop that there, that your your attitude your 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 teachings here are pretty much in line with that. Would you agree
3: I would absolutely agree, and I totally completely um, love that um, saying and here is the the thing, and you know both of you gentlemen know this, and that is that we all have. Some kind of a gift not that it makes us separate not that it makes us special but it is the thing that we are here to spread to create joy just like you're doing here on this show creating laughter and love and creating joy and a few giggles amongst friends you know all wonderful things that you're doing to spread your own gift and anybody that's listening you have a gift and it is important while you're here, while your feet are on this beautiful earth, to find that gift. And sometimes if you um, allow some of the struggle to get in the way, you're going to miss it.
2: Uh, allow Question. the struggle. Go ahead. Go ahead, yeah. Laura.
0: Question, Cindy, too, because I know a lot of people, they certainly have difficulty um, you know, finding a gift, uh, especially the people that are on a nine-to-five. I mean, the creative types, you know, they know they could paint or draw or play music or even some athletes at an early age. But then you have this other uh, portion of our society. They don't know what their gift is or how to find it. So what would you suggest to them?
3: I love that you bring that up, and here's why. It's because we get very confused, I think. You know, we have um, so much coming at us that, oh, you have to find your purpose, you have to find your purpose, you have to find your purpose. And we get very confused of is the purpose the gift, is the, is the gift the purpose. And what I like to, to teach and what I like to share, whether somebody's working with me one-on-one or taking a class from me, um is this, is that wherever you are, there is a piece of your gift with you. And it it can be a business thing where you spread it, you know, it, it in that way. You could work for an employer for 35 years doing the same job every day, and in that position, that is part of your gift. Uh, so... Sometimes it's accepting where we are and accepting that it's the uniqueness of who we are, our love drop that we take with us everywhere and that we let shine and we let shine out out um you know through our heart and through the love that mm-hmm. we give to the to people. That is what your gift is.
2: I think that's a really um you go ahead.
0: No, I was just wondering, I know this might be to the left because my mind worked that way sometimes. Um, seemed like you could be caught up there, Cindy, uh, being complacent and thinking, well, maybe this is my gift to be here, but can you get caught up there too? I hope I'm expressing myself correctly. Can you get caught up there and and and, and stifle your own drive or your own energy to, to – Break yourself out of that And be a little bit more productive
3: I think that any time that you are Feeling stuck Or that you're knowing That you are stuck That you are not Embracing the you that you are That you are here to give And the gift that you have to give So I believe that is true Yes At the same time it's really important for us not to come from that energy of, oh, my gosh, I'm stuck. You know, my feet are in cement. My goodness gracious, I'm not going to get out of this. You know, we do have to come from a more compassionate, self-loving energy to break through, um, to find what I call the love drop. Got
2: it. I I really like what – yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. I really like what you said, Cindy, about – There's some part of your love drop with you no matter where you are. I think that's a very hopeful, um, inspiring kind of message because, as you said, uh, and and Lamont was saying, a lot of people may have the same job and feel stuck in it and feel, well, been in here 5 or 10 or 15 or 20 years and I can't quite get out. Is there any hope for me? And you're saying that's already there that some piece of this Gift that you have is already there And maybe the thing to do is to Is to nurture it there To share it there more To look for a way to to Be more present with it in that Place
1: As opposed
2: maybe As opposed maybe to you know saying Okay I'm out of here I'm going to do Something totally different
0: Or Matt I'm just Or Matt I'm satisfied with being Here because this might just be my calling That this is just my place
2: Uh Uh-huh. Good point.
3: Absolutely. And, you know, I think um, a lot of times, you know, okay, let's just kind of be real, real, real here. And that is sometimes we're going through struggles where there is just no way that we're able, you know, it, it's it's probably easier for me to explain this love drop because I've already gone through the struggles, right? But there's many times when I was going through the struggles that nobody could have ever convinced me that there was this this piece of me. But the point of getting this message out is for the people that are, you know, really hurting and really struggling and, you know, I don't it doesn't matter if you've been in a, a cell for twenty years. It doesn't matter if you're you know, clicking your heels, walking on sunshine half the time and the other half the time. You're not sure where you are. Wherever you are, there you are, and your love drop is with you.
2: Well, you know, I, I haven't thought about what I'm going to say right now in years, but you just sparked this memory in me. And when I was in my late teens, I I became very, um, I guess, in love with or enamored by some books by uh, a man Named Dietrich Bonhoeffer who was A theologian a Lutheran Minister in the second during The second world war in Germany and he Was spoke out against the Germans And he was put in prison and He And, and at the just Before the end of the war he was executed And but he wrote Books and he wrote a, a, a Letters it's called letters and Papers from prison about His faith and it was his his voice has remained in in many christian circles i studied about him in seminary and i'd already read his books by the time i got there but he didn't let that kind of incarceration stop him from sharing his gift and i was also thinking about nelson mandela who might fall somewhat into that category too who although he spent so many years in prison even being there he was sharing his his gift so I, I I think it's a it's a really wonderful idea that no matter where we are we can we have some of it with us or maybe a lot of it.
0: Matthew, I you think uh, Matthew, th- Cindy, uh, sorry, uh, guys, I think we have another caller. Seven one eight, you're on.
1: Yeah, hi. Uh, I just wanted to tell Cindy she inspired me so much. I love success stories when people. I've been treated so badly. I know where you're coming from. When I was a young girl, I was 350 pounds, living in a home with uh, three mean, skinny sisters. (laughs) So I know what meanness can be inside the home. And outside the home, I had nowhere to actually rest to be away from all the meanness. So that made me change into a very isolated person. And all I knew was the meanness of people until I met Dr. Matthew Anderson later on in life. He taught me how to get out of my own way, you know, and I started, after working with him, he taught me how to lose weight uh, uh, when I get out of my own way, And, and I didn't focus on being ugly all the time, and he learned, taught me how to love myself. So slowly what happened was that, I never lo- read poetry or had the time to read poetry when I was young. I was too busy uh, hating myself. So, but what happens is when I start getting out of my own way, uh, poetry started coming to me, and all of a sudden I started writing all these poems, and uh, I got published when I was in my 70s. Now I'm a very old lady. <laughs> I'm 76 now. <laughs> so actually, And what is, your, what is your name? Joan
3: Pascal. Oh, Joan, I I just want to send you some big blessings and love for sharing that story. That's absolutely beautiful, and I'm so happy that you are here today and that I could, you know, my words could inspire me because your words inspired
1: me immensely. Yes. Thank Thank you,
0: Joan. Joan. Thank you. Thank
1: you so much. Uh, Good luck, Cindy, and everybody else. Bye, bye.
0: Thank Thank you, you, honey. Thanks for calling, Joan.
2: You know, um, can I ask Cindy? Could you tell us? I want to shift here a little bit. What is a laughter yoga leader?
3: Oh my gosh! You know, a lot of people don't know what laughter yoga is. But first off, I'll I'll, I'll share this with
0: you. Oh,
3: there you go, there you go. Here, and we could even do a little laughing right here together, guys, if you'd like to. But. Uh, first let's just talk about laughter scientifically and medically what they found about laughter is, is that it does some amazing shifts in the body which then in turn shifts our um, positive energy I'll call it for lack of a better way of explaining it and that is that at first it reduces your um, stress hormone your cortisol it gets your blood flowing and your circulation going so it activates your brain and your heart and then the other thing that it does which is absolutely amazing is it balances your serotonin so it's been actually proven that if you just laughed one minute a day so just started laughing one minute a day even if you're faking it because here's how how neat our brain is if I faked it and I went (laughs) just a fake laugh and not a real laugh my brain thinks I'm laughing and the brain will automatically start balancing those things and sending out the happy joy hormones and it can shift you. Literally, um, I uh, went through a stroke in 2011 and went through Whoa. some very severe depression at the time and I had already learned laughter yoga and was a laughter yoga leader, leader before that and I account laughter yoga from shifting me from that depression to being able to, you know, make it through a very difficult time.
2: Wow. Okay, so what do we do?
3: Are you guys ready?
0: I'm ready. <laughs> yep.
3: How about you, Lamont? I'm ready. Okay, kiddo. I know you're going to have a good laugh. Okay, guys. We're just going to laugh. I'm going to just time it ten seconds. So one, two, three. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you guys are still going. I love it, I love it, I love it. 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 There you go. Ten seconds over ten seconds. There you go. If you just feel the energy in your body from before and after even just ten
2: seconds makes a difference. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was good. That was good. You need to smoke a cigarette now, Lamont.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, they'll be legal in a minute. Oh boy, that was good. That was good. I like that.
2: So when you're doing, you're doing <laughs> you do, you um, do. Laughter yoga, Cindy. You, um, how, how did it actually work? I know that was a really good exercise. I think I'm going to do that every day now. I actually, I, I do laugh often throughout my day, but this sustained energy about it is, um, is really interesting. And the information you gave about how it affects the body, I, I had known that, and. And I know there's some wonderful stories. What's the guy's name who wrote the book about laughing and cured himself of some kind of weird disease? Do you know who that you know who I'm talking about,
3: Cindy? I, I know that, you know, Norman Cousins, um, That's which Robin Williams did his life in a movie, he was a huge um uh Benefactor is what's coming to me, which is not yeah, the right word. But he shared the story of laughter often. And um, Norman
2: Cousin was the person I was thinking about. But so there's okay. a there's a there's a yoga approach to this.
3: You know what we do is we get around and we do um, laughter yoga. Uh, is uh, we all in a circle of of people uh, get around and do different laughter exercises, and they literally are just goofy, fun things, you know, everything from just doing um, what's called, uh, you know, laughter for no reason, which is what we just did, laughing for no reason, but just to, you know, for the reason of joy, uh, to, you know, other different exercises. Now, we aren't doing yoga poses, but yoga means breath, and so uh, that's how laughter yoga came about. It was uh, designed in India. And um, anybody that is looking for a little more joy in their life, I'll give you one great thing you can do solely. If you literally just 30 seconds an hour, or if you can't commit to that, one minute a day, just laugh for no reason, uh, you will find a huge shift in uh, your your energy levels. Um, And I, I even use laughter yoga in some of my work when I'm working with people on finding their love drop, because sometimes laughter opens up our heart, you know, and allows us to to peel yeah. back some things that mm-hmm. that are maybe um hold, you know holding us back.
2: Well, I already thought of some ways I'll use that with some couples that I work with. That should, that could be wonderful for couples workshops or seminars that I do, because I that's a that's a wonderful way to to loosen up and to. Uh, get a little more joyful because I could feel my energy and my body really change from doing it just for ten or twelve or thirteen seconds. There,
0: oh, didn't yeah. want to stop. Oh yeah,
2: I could feel that
0: I, I do it. I do. I do it daily, but I just never put it in that perspective. That's why I was laughing because usually in the morning when I look at myself in the mirror, I usually <laughs> laugh at that funny looking guy. So <laughs> now I can look at it another way. But uh there you go. Questions. What's what's a spiritual business coach?
3: A spiritual business coach in in what I do is that I work with people that have a spiritual heart or a religious heart or would like to um, put more divine love in the business they already have or looking maybe to really drop in to that love drop and come out in a bigger way And maybe do a business that is only about spiritual or religious, their religious belief. And that could be anything from writing an amazing book like Matt did. Or um, it could be a, a, you know, sometimes it's somebody that does laughter yoga. Somebody, it's somebody that does massage therapy. You know, it can be any type of work that somebody wants to do where they really want to step out into who they are and um, take their spiritual person and wear them on their sleeve and show it to the world.
0: Hmm. Sounds interesting.
2: So, I I've always had a, an element of that in my work, and um, for me, it's about enhancing that, I guess, and bringing it it, it kind of naturally into my work with couples or uh, the consulting I do or, or, or talks. Um,
0: how, how does that work with, with, with clients that have different beliefs?
3: I think that, you know, everybody has their own walk of faith and there isn't any walk, just like there isn't any path that our lives bring us. You know, I've told you a little bit about my path and I'm sure you boys have your own path that you came from um, and the listeners as well. And so uh, it doesn't matter what your walk of faith is. What matters is is that you're ready, at least to, to work with me. I'm sure there's other spiritual business coaches that have different philosophies. My philosophy is whatever your walk of faith is, you're welcome here with me. And the second piece is, is that as long as they are willing to say, you know, Cindy, I'm willing to look at this love drop thing. I'm willing to open my closet. And I'm willing to see if there's something out there um, that I'm supposed to be sharing, that I'm supposed to be spreading. And as long as there's a willingness and an attitude of moving forward, um, I believe that there, there doesn't need to be any really separation of belief systems.
2: Well, that can be a pretty powerful difficulty sometimes and i i you know i i think it's good to that you have that kind of approach and um that that kind of thing that not everybody's identical then they can learn how to maybe share with each other um
3: yes yes and you know what i find by taking that approach it's really that approach of that all-encompassing love of loving people who they are, and where they are. And sometimes by doing that, they're able to maybe pick a path that maybe it resonates better with them, whatever that is. You know, I'm not going to – I don't want to give you know, give away any, any paths here because I want people to be on their own. But, you know, sometimes, sometimes we're not always on the right path, and we're not always doing what really resonates with us. But once we really get into um, that – Self-acceptance, we're able to choose a better
0: path. I think a lot of times we're not in line with that because mm-hmm, sometimes we mm-hmm. get caught up doing what what society tells us that they think we should do, or even family.
1: And a oh, lot of yeah. times, I notice yeah.
0: that that especially well, I don't want to say especially, but you know, Matthew and I deal with a lot of relationship stuff. And uh, I hear a lot of times where women have put their careers on hold to be, you know, housewives for, you know, take care of the family and all that good stuff. And later on in life, they become resentful because they never got to do what they thought they could do or never be able to come into their own or realize a personal dream. Does that make sense?
3: Yes, yes. And, you know, um, that is one of the biggest struggles and the biggest challenges. And I have to say, you know, it's so great that you brought up the family thing, and let me share with you why. It's because a lot of people don't come out of the closet, honor that love drop, and walk into who they are because of family, friends, or the fear of being judged. Uh, And so sometimes walking into that, there's a little bit of a – gosh, I don't want to use the word struggle, but it's the only one that's coming to my brain at the moment. You have to kind of work through that piece of not worrying about what other people think and not worrying and being able to, you know, really kind of own your power and say, hey, I don't want to stay home with the kids anymore. Or, hey, I don't want to work this nine to five job that I've been working for 20 years. I'm really willing to, to jump out and try something bigger. And hey, that can be scary sometimes, but it's um it's part of the work i do and i help people do that
0: that's great matthew yes sir <laughs> may right.
3: may i just stop really quickly and share something sure. i just feel go like ahead. i have sure. to share this yeah. and the, yeah, sure. i'm going to go back to laughter yoga and i'm sorry i hate to bounce around but Uh, Matt, one thing that you talked about was, you know, that you don't, you you feel like you laugh sometimes, but, you know, maybe not as much as you should or that you, and that you, you help, you could use this to help couples. And I think this is just a beautiful thing to share with you. And that is up till the age of seven, we laugh about a hundred times a day. And from seven on, as we get older, it gets less and less and less Mm -hmm. and not seven uh, uh, yeah, a hundred times a day, I'm sorry. And then once you get older, um, you know, past the age of, you know, 20, 30, it just keeps going down more and more and more. And the fact of the matter is, is that you go from, uh, you know, a hundred times a day laughing to where maybe you're laughing four or five times a day. And uh, sometimes bringing in that childlike, you know, laughter into your life can make a huge difference. Um and so I just wanted to share that because I think that's really important, important st- statistic for anybody thinking about bringing more joy in their lives. The other thing—that's uh,
2: that's great. Whoops. I'm sorry, Cindy, go ahead.
3: No, 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 I, I don't want to interrupt you. But uh, Matt, I just want to share this with you because I think this is a beautiful story, and listeners, you will love this. One time, I was teaching a laughter uh, yoga retreat. Um, which was really a women's retreat for women that had breast cancer um, because I resonated with um, them because of their mastectomies and me being born with a congenital radical mastectomy. And that is um, I had a – I did part of my retreat was we did some laughter yoga, and I had a a lady that came up and told her story. Once I started laughter yoga, she was just like, oh, my gosh, Cindy, I just have to come up and tell you this story. And she came up and she said – Uh, She took the microphone and she said, I have stage four cancer. The doctor gave me 30 days to live. And my husband and I decided we were going to make those 30 days the best, 30 days of our lives. And every morning they would wake up and he would look at her and tell her something beautiful. I know that resonates with you, Matt, and your work. And she would look at him and tell him something wonderful, and then they would laugh, and that would be all they would do. They would just laugh for the first five or ten minutes of the day, and one would make a funny laugh, and the other one would make a funny laugh, and then they would, they would you know uh, each do the laugh that the other person did. And then she said, and you know what? That was four years ago, and we're still laughing.
2: Oh, my God.
3: Isn't
0: that great? Wow. Yeah, that is powerful, dear. Yeah.
2: That's a great story. I was hoping <laughs> you were going to tell me something like that at the end. I was hoping you were going to say that. You mm-hmm. said it was a good – That was that's wonderful. I think that takes an enormous amount of courage to do that. Yes. You know, oh, in the yes. face of, yes. oh, boy, I've got 30 days to live. You know, science doctors have said, um, 30 days I'm dead, and – you decide to laugh in the face of that. That's a lot of courage. That's wonderful. And you're telling us that you think somehow that saved her life.
3: She believed that that was part of what kept her going. And the reason is, is because she was able to shift the energy of this horrible thing. She's been told this horrible, you know, cancer that she had gone Mm -hmm. through uh, that have ravaged her life, and she was able to shift that and move to a more positive space. And she just be- believed that, you know, by loving herself and sharing that joy with her body every day, was telling her body, "Hey, I'm still here and I'm
0: still ready to have fun. So I don't oh, want to go anywhere."
2: That's wonderful.
0: And if we and if we have any doctors listening to this show, see, you guys don't know every doggone thing. And, uh, <laughs> My name. Oh, I love and, you! And
3: I love my, you. And, and, and my name is Matthew. <laughs> oh, you guys are so cute. You guys are cute. I see you give you go- each other a hard time. I will say this, which is a great, also a great piece, is that. I learned laughter yoga from the San Francisco University Hospital in San Francisco. They have a center, which is um, more of a therapy of, you know, different types of therapy from massage to laughter to, you know, counseling to all sorts of different things that they do, or which which is outside the medical industry. But they found that laughter yoga works so well that they actually uh, do laughter yoga for people before they're going into surgery because it puts people in a more calmer state.
2: Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. You know, I have a group that I lead um, here in in Florida every Wednesday night, and I'm going to start it out this Wednesday with about – I don't know. I'm gonna go more than ten seconds. I, I think that was good with some with everybody laughing together like that. I think that's inspiring. It'll be fun too. That's a wonderful story. You know, know. A wonderful story.
3: I love what it. I, well, Matt, if you need any help with that, you're welcome to put me on speakerphone, and I'll gladly share the <laughs> gift of laughter and <laughs> That'll get be you started.
2: We could. I You'll think I'm starting already. Me, Matt, yeah. I'm not even talking about Lamont? I'm just telling a couple of stories about Lamont, and they'll laugh a long time. That's, that's
0: what I'm telling you now. <laughs> right. I'm putting it out there. Don't be talking about me, Matthew.
2: Lamont, do you know how many
0: Matthew Andersons
2: there are in the United States? There's about a million of them. They'll never find me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they everywhere. Oh, there's not that many
2: Lamonts though, <laughs> and, not, and there's no other Lamont K. Diddy Patterson. That is the only one that ever existed.
0: <laughs> All, right, All right, Oh nope. gosh. You are you're dead, bad. man. You,
2: you are dead. You you
0: went you win for about two minutes.
2: I have you know, I have an anonymous name there. You know, it's like, oh Matthew Anderson. Which one is he? Got? But I know Lamont K Diddy. I'm telling you, there's only one of him.
0: Oh gosh, you guys are cute. I'm just gonna I'm show change my listener. name to protect the innocent tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Cindy, so but you know Lamont K Diddy is not his real name because he's in the witness protection program, and and that you know we don't really know what his real name is.
0: Of course, I told you the other course. day it was George Poplawski.
2: I no, that's not right. You lied to me about that because you're Italian. I think you're really Italian is what you are. <laughs>
3: Oh, you guys are funny. Let me just share this with you because I think that this needs to be said out loud, and that is if you guys Please. are looking at Matthew Anderson and you're struggling finding him, look under Dr. Matthew Anderson, the love guru, because he has an amazing book out. <laughs>
0: she, just <laughs> she just snitched on love. you. Ooh, ooh, ooh. She just snitched on you. Now we, everybody can that. find you. She just snitched on me. you. <laughs> she told oh. me to call
2: myself that. I thought that was a great line. That's in I'd my bio oh. now. I put it in there. Because of Cindy, the love. Good. I'm called the love guru. Ooh, oh, that's yeah. good. I like well, this laughing awesome. thing, though. I, I'm going to start doing that every day when I'm doing my regular exercises.
0: There you go. That's a perfect it
2: Lamont, you go to the gym, don't you?
0: Yeah, but I told you I laugh before I do that because I look at myself oh. in the mirror I start laughing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because if you went you to the gym know, and you did you that exercise, you understand well.
0: that.
2: <laughs> if he went to the gym and did that exercise, they'd come and get him, I think, and take him out with a little white coat. <laughs> what was wrong with that dude? Yeah. He didn't take his medication. Oh,
0: God. Or the yeah, he's a, the hey, look, say, he's a little bit too taking? happy we
3: today.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we want some of that stuff he's taking. We'll say we got the Cindy Sharp medication here.
3: There you go. There you go. You got, got the love drop of love drop of laughter. Love.
2: That's good. I think that's really good. I'm gonna have a good time with that.
3: I just want to share because you know I know you boys talk about romance and sex and all sorts of other good stuff. There is nothing like a little laughter in the romance area of your life.
2: Well, Cindy, I have to confess something to you about that. I don't know if you know about since you're not a boy.
0: (laughs) Oh, I want to hear (laughs) Oh, we're sitting down. Hey, look, we're sitting down on this one, Cindy.
2: (laughs) Here's the thing.
0: (laughs) Come on, on, Matthew. I'm sitting down now.
2: Cindy, too much laughter's not good for erections.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. No, no,
3: no, it should be great for it Because it helps with your no. circulation. <laughs> Just
0: put your mind in another place. Hey, the last hey look, Cindy, the last thing we need is a woman looking up at us talking about what the hell are you laughing at? <laughs> It's worse if they're doing the they, laugh. The they way. may not take it the right way, Cindy. Uh, oh, I see. I see. Oh, my
3: gosh. Oh, my gosh. I have tears yeah, I rolling see down
2: it my face. Wait, 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 wait. Don't get upset now. Cindy, Cindy, Cindy Sharp, you know, the, the the yoga laugh teacher told me to do this. Please don't. Who is Cindy Sharp Told you to do this? While you're they're going to go, who, who hey, is so that girl, laugh,
0: Cindy Laugh, Sharp? laugh, laugh. Look, laughing at me when my heels are pointed toward the ceiling.
3: (laughs) None of that. None of that's gonna happen. Why are you laughing?
0: Why are you laughing? What's funny?
3: (laughs) You better do it. You better explain it. Keep your feet on the floor and laugh,
0: and then and then heels up.
2: You know what, Lamar, I tell you what we'll do.
0: You I'll can't tell... explain it for about ten minutes in the whole direction an and laugh at the same time.
3: <laughs> no,
0: I'm telling oh God.
3: You, oh dear.
2: I'll tell you what we'll do, Lamar. We got we get this this show is archived so we can just play it before we get serious and say, Look, I you gotta listen to this because when I start laughing I'm not laughing at you, I'm laughing with you You know
0: There you go, absolutely, absolutely No doubt about it The Cialis made him do it (laughs) (laughs) Hey, this
3: could be a Cialis commercial Right here, that's all I gotta say
2: (laughs) Yeah, if you want to laugh a lot If you want to keep it up While you're laughing a lot, take Cialis, right
0: There you go, there you go Oh, yeah about three two days of days of pure joy <laughs> Oh dear,
3: oh dear You scare me <laughs>
0: about, about three of them And call me a week later <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh dear he will still be laughing Oh gosh, you boys are fun
0: Or something
3: <laughs> Or <laughs> naughty One of the two <laughs>
2: Well, you know, this is you. You have you have caused us to get so loose. We're now sharing very personal information. So you know,
0: I,
3: I,
2: that doesn't. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Well,
0: well, we we really had to clear up that timing, though, Cindy. Uh, when's the proper time to laugh at night? Because that could be a little dangerous for us. Mm-hmm. You, know, d- d- you know, depending on when we're I... time to start laughing.
3: I had never thought about that, but now that I think about it, if my husband was laughing at that intimate moment, I may not be very happy about it. <laughs> I don't think you
2: would. I'm telling you, you, Cindy, I'm telling right, you, you the truth, Cindy. I'm telling you the truth. I was not kidding. If too much laughter kills erections, you got to be careful about laughing too much when you're making love because. You start laughing about stuff, then, you know, it, it sends blood to other places. And
0: That's then you so got to start
2: all over again. But it's fine. It's yeah, fine. It's a nice you're thing. You're going to start explaining.
0: Thing. That's what's going to happen. You're going to start giggling. explaining what's so doggone funny. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, I, I just think we need to make these make-out sessions a little bit more fun because they sound a little too serious. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, baby. No, you yeah, heard that, right. Lamont, right? This Listen, baby. Before I before I enter that space, I'm gonna laugh for about three minutes, and don't take it personal. <laughs> oh, dear, it's my it's dear. my special
2: discipline, special spiritual discipline that
0: I have to practice. <laughs> well, in, okay. in, in lieu of a pump, I'm gonna laugh. <laughs>
3: oh gosh! Oh gosh! I'm rolling. You oh, guys are too funny I have like big tears oh. in my eyes I'm giggling so hard
0: <laughs>
3: people, Matthew made me, do it. It. He ba- he made me do
0: it He made me do it all <laughs> He made, made me do it
3: All I have to say to the listeners Is if you need laughter You need to listen to this show
2: <laughs> Well we're going to do more of it Since you were here Cindy That was good Listen we're getting close to the end Lamont We better give Cindy a little time to do some promotion here
0: yes Yes, sir yes sir tell our listeners where they can go find you Cindy
3: well thank you guys for asking and first off I just want to say what absolute blessing it is to get with you and laugh with you and have two men that are so open about their lives and so intimate about their lives I've enjoyed it immensely Uh, what I do everybody is if I can keep a straight face here because it's not going to be easy (laughs) what I do everybody is I help people find their love drop. And through finding who they truly, you're, you, who you truly are, um, we open up uh, the gifts of yourself to the universe and pull back the curtain, and we also include a little laughter in that. And to contact me, you can contact me through sharpeningyourspirit.com. I have a brand-new class coming out calling Honor Your Love Drop, and if you're interested in that, go to sharpeningyourspirit.com. It's not there on the website as of yet. Um, and contact me, or you can email me at cindy.sharpeningyourspirit at gmail.com.
2: Wonderful. Cindy, it's been a real joy to have you today. It's been great. I am really thankful that uh, you had me on your show, and now you've got to be on ours, and you really brought some real fun and insight, and I'm sure I'm going to use your suggestions this week with a number of people.
3: Oh, well I I love that. I love that. And I'm glad that I could spread some joy to you guys and believe Absolutely. me, you spread joy to me today.
0: And if you read and, about and, Lamont, me if you... Pa- and if you read about me in the paper, Cindy, you know what happened. I got pickled at the
3: <laughs> wrong time. <laughs> oh, Lamont, I love you. That's all I gotta say. Okay, <laughs> boys. I wanna thank you for having me on today and I'll I'll let you close out your show. Oh,
0: thank you. Fantastic. And for all our listeners, the show will be available, of course, um, wherever you get your favorite podcasts from, iTunes and everywhere else. It's available two minutes now, and of course, you can get it at worldmovement.com, you can get it at Facebook, Twitter, all your social networks, the show will be available, and in any part of the show that you've missed, you could go get it, and... Come back and see us next week And right now we want to thank Miss Cindy Sharp again And of course my esteemed colleague Matthew And we'll be back next week Same time 2.30 PST Come get some of this knowledge And hope we've helped somebody And have a blessed, blessed day (laughs) 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 Sonny Yesterday my life is the drain sunny? You smile at me, really. It's the pain.
1: Now the dark days are gone, and the bright days are here. My want one shines so sincere, sunny one, so true. I love.
0: Complain or explain, you simply flip my game like cocaine in my veins. Buff you every day, all up in my brain. Unlike that same old thing, you bring me joy, no pain. What's my name? We get like can't get that way with you. My son, it was so true. Man, I look like a fool if it ever ran over you. Enticed by all this fame, but ground is still the same of my old plane Got blown right out the frame My aim, my game, no shame Slide home, tap home plate Feel me, I felt you My sunny one true blue. I now yeah. see things clearer Your face in my mirror Reflection shine like mine Fine is mine, just my kind It's true, I fuck that fool to Be with you, I do what it do Never will I blow my fuse Never will I ever want to see no blue. All I want to do is cruise enjoy every day that's spent with you. Let's take it to another flight.